Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Friday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. Bob and Kelly, we're at the Southern Bank Force Studios in beautiful, sunny Hattiesburg, Mississippi this afternoon. We're glad you're with us. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of our program. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. And a great place to go eat tonight. Uh, check out Kelly's favorite, the cream spinach and ice cream. What an entree. Uh, <laughs> Breakfast to champions, Bob. <laughs> yes, uh, Dickie's Barbecue Pit. All right, coming up, Bob Hogg, who is the commissioner uh, commissioner of the of the Division II PacWest Athletic Conference. We're going to have an interesting conversation with him a little later in the show. But first, it's a very special day on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. You know football season is just around the corner because Will Hall is busy getting his guys ready. And lo and behold, who shows up in the Super Talk studio but his long-lost brother, Phil. Phil, how are you, Phil Hall, and where have you been? Hey, guys. Uh, you know, first off, just want to say thank you for having me back on. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a long six months since the last time I've been on. Uh, my life is, is really turned upside down. Uh, couldn't go to the same restaurants anymore. Uh, paparazzi was all over the place, and uh, <laughs> just got back from a long hiatus from uh, oh. the undisclosed location in the mountains. Uh, good gave me a good chance to recharge. And uh, oh, wait a minute, you and again, you were at a what? A, a, a hiatus? What? A hiatus? Yeah. Uh, when you go, kind of, uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. No, uh, would that be would that be hiatus, Phil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi- yeah, hottest. Uh, but I was in the, an undisclosed location up in the mountains, and uh, you know, still football, one hundred and twenty-three percent of the time, and uh, it's good to be back. But it was, uh, it, yeah, I mean, paparazzi going out to eat with the family. It was just, uh, it was a whirlwind. So, what what'd you have for what you what'd you have for breakfast this morning, Phil? What what gets you going in the morning? Well, uh, you're coming out firing, Kelly. I love it. Uh, so usually I, I, my my morning routine, I, I wake up and I'll put on a couple pots of coffee. Uh, yeah, it's plural. You heard that correctly. Uh, two pots of coffee, and uh, then I, I have about a twenty minute conversation with the good Lord, get the day going, and then it's just uh, it's just straight watching film the rest of the day, Kelly. So so just watch watching film on all these teams that you go. So you drink two pots of coffee. Nectar, the guys, I gotta have it. I tell you what, it's uh, it just gets me going. Um, my daddy and Will said that I need to have some more protein, but 
I just, uh, you know, when I have eggs and, and, and your typical breakfast sausage, all that, I just, I feel, I feel weary and, and not as energetic and it just uh, i didn't feel like myself so i just stuck to the coffee diet so, so phil the, the the season's coming up have, are, are you excited have you got some have you got some new sweater vests that you're that you're gonna uh, you know employ during during the season and and about some of the opponents coming up what, what do you think the eagles chances are, are your brother gonna lead us to the, the promised land this this year well kelly i mean yes if i'm excited i mean you already know the answer to that i mean i I don't know if we've stated it enough, but yes, we are uh, are very excited. Um, you know, me, and my brother, and my daddy, we've been been in, in contact every day and kind of going over some schemes and things like that. Uh, also, Will told me not to to reveal any of his uh, apparel uh, previews for this year. He kind of kind of got on to me last year for revealing the sweater vest. Um, one thing I can say is there's going to be a new implementation of a offensive formation it's a, it's a short yardage uh formation uh straight out of the newt rockney playbook back in the day and it's going to be the bronco nagurski underneath fullback counter uh and it's it's i've already been doing all the the numbers for it it's it's basically impossible on anything less than two yards to stop uh and you know got to find a guy that can be bronco nagurski uh, you know, he was a Hall of Famer, but I, I you know, I, I only see him being a third stringer on this Eagles team at best. Um, but that's going to be a, a new implementation, and I don't care who's listening if these other teams are, especially like Old Dominion and Arkansas State. I mean, they couldn't stop you, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> not worried if they're listening. That's putting it out there for everybody. And, um, and, and basically what the numbers are telling me is that the Eagles are going undefeated this year and that they are not going to surrender a single – touchdown to opponents wow well wow. well phil let me ask you this do you ever get a little frustrated that that your brother will he's the guy always in the spotlight he's getting all the love and you know he could be elected mayor here in hattiesburg and i've, I've gathered you work behind the scenes but you you really do a lot of the strategic planning for your brother that's right bob you know we're uh we're a team approach in the whole family uh whatever gets the job done. I know I mentioned it last time, whatever's going to win the war, and that's kind of the mentality that we have. Um, I got, you know, I mentioned it earlier, I got a little bit more spotlight after the the, the first time I was on here, and, uh, you know, it was great, everybody wanting to stop and, and talk ball with me, but, uh, you know, I, I kind of like living low-key a little bit, don't don't like knowing, uh, don't like people knowing where I'm at or what I'm up to. Uh you know, I just like kind of being behind the scenes and helping my brother, uh, my brother out anywhere that he needs to, and and, and just kind of uh, and, and making it a team effort. And and I don't care uh, who gets the credit. You know, I, maybe I have an offensive line uh, mentality with that, but that's just kind of how I go about it. Is it safe to say you feel blessed just to be part of it, Phil? Blessed, excited, and uh, you know, when I talk to the good Lord each morning, I'll tell you what. There is no doubt the guy loves the Golden Eagles. Hey, uh, uh, Phil, you, but in, you, you've told me off the air that the guy loves the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> but you, man, you've had some pretty strong words for some of these teams that the Eagles are playing this year. You know, coaching changes at some of the different schools, and including Texas State. And you're saying that the Texas State has a drug problem this year? Yeah, you know, that could have been a little, uh, a little presumptuous of me since no. Uh, no action's been taken yet, but 
I really, you know, I think the, the conference as a whole, I mean, uh, I think a lot of them got a drug problem. I mean, they, they get drug up and down the field, and the Golden Eagles <laughs> oh, okay. are going to take, take that to new heights. Okay, I got you. Uh, I got you. And uh, I know the quarterback coming back, Coastal Carolina, you know, he's supposed to transfer, but little birdie told me that uh, he had a .3 GPA and was not able to get into the Auburn Tigers. Um, I don't know if that's been leaked yet, but that's what my sources were telling me. So I don't think the playbook's going to be too uh, extensive there at Coastal Carolina, and that favors Golden Eagles. Yeah, well, at .3, he came close to getting in Auburn, though. Isn't that correct, Phil? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you, can, if you can't get into Auburn, I I don't know what to tell you. But uh, why he's back at uh, Coastal Carolina, and uh, we've been we've been game planning for him all year, and and it's going to be a fun one. Hey, you got Florida State on the schedule this year for the Eagles, Mississippi State, but yet, according to you, Phil Hall, long lost brother of Will Hall, the Eagles are going undefeated and will not give up a single touchdown. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably a bold statement, Kelly. I get it. Um, but, you know, we, 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 we speak on nothing but the truth at the whole household now. And, you know, Florida State, uh, you know, good friend of mine, uh, you know, back in the day, Bobby Bowden, uh, he, he asked a lot a lot from me. And now, you know, with, with their new coaching changes, it seems like every year, uh, you know, Golden Eagles are going to be on top of that one. And then Mississippi State, I mean, it's just no comment. Uh, <laughs> Eagles are the best, best team in the state, best team in the country, and I think that's going to be a good, great game for them to, to display their dominance of Mississippi State. And if Ole Miss will ever come down and play, we can see that then, but that's a story for another time. Well, Bob, I, I think but just the, the how bold these predictions are, there might be some people that would think Phil Hall is drinking too much coffee. There's no such thing as there, Phil. It's too much coffee. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's just, uh, i tell you what, it's, it's really good. It hydrates me. Uh, it just gets me going. And, you know, I am who I am. And, and uh, you know, I'm just here to help out in any way possible uh, and, and help my brother. And, then you know, we're just golden eagles all the way. All right, Phil, we've got about 45 seconds left. What is the message that you – the brother of head football coach Will Hall. Long lost brother. Long, and, and maybe the mastermind behind all of this. Yes. What is your message, Phil, to the Golden Eagle Nation? Um, a message to the Golden Eagle Nation, you know, I, the first time I'd come on, I talked about winning the war. Uh, <laughs> this time we're going to talk about pulling the rope, uh, tug of war between the fan bases and the, and the teams. If everybody pulls their part of the rope, it's going to favor the Golden Eagles even more. We just got to pull that rope until all those other teams fall down. Uh, we got to be on top fan base-wise. And I'm telling you, if, if the Golden Eagles go undefeated, I might make a public appearance this year. Oh, my word, really. And a vest, no doubt, right? A sleeveless vest. Oh, no, he can't talk about that. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. but the scoop that all the teams in, in the Sun Belt have drug problems, Bob. Yes, drug up and down the field. <laughs> well, Phil, we want to thank you. We know you, you, you refuse to talk to any media outlet except the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And, uh, and for that, we feel blessed, my man. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely, guys. Uh, you know, really, those other media outlets, uh, they, they just really annoy me, and you guys are awesome. And, uh, you know, if I haven't said it before, I want to say it again, God loves Golden Eagles. Phil Hall, everybody. Thank you, Phil, the long-lost brother of head football coach Will Hall. Excited and blessed. I'm pretty damn pumped up after that. How <laughs> about too, you, Kelly? Let's go. <laughs>
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, if you're not pumped for football after that unexpected visit from Phil Hall, I don't know what it'll take. He was on Hydus? Is that what he said? He was on Hydus, Kelly. That's right. He was on Hydus. <laughs> after drinking from three, the paparazzi. <laughs> from three pots of coffee, man. Yeah. He'll never sleep. Campus Bookmark sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour. We appreciate all they do. Great place to buy your Southern Miss swag. Tell Miss Kathleen we say hello. Also, I want to thank a new sponsor for joining the Eagle Hour family, Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon. You can buy a new Icon cart from the Noel Daniels Motor Company. Get delivery anywhere in the state of Mississippi for just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs around the neighborhood, the farm, or the golf course. And remember, they'll deliver it to you right here in Hattiesburg or in Laurel or in any of our Eagle Hour towns, Macomb, for just $99. They always keep a great inventory and always give you the best deal regardless. That is Noel Daniel Motor Company in Brandon, Mississippi. Just uh, shop them online at noeldaniels.cars. All right, glad to have uh, Mr. Bob Hogue with us. He is the commissioner of the PacWest Conference and he is coming to us from Irvine, California. Not his first uh, visit uh, to the Eagle Hour, and always glad to have him. Lots to ask you about, uh, uh, Mr. Hoke. Uh, let me start with this. Uh, we learned that the the head coaches of LSU, Georgia, and Alabama are in Washington right now and talking to Congress about uh, NIL deals and, and how, it, in their view, something needs to be done to regulate it. And we've got a lot of questions to ask you and some examples about that, but but as a as a commissioner of an athletic conference, uh, are you disturbed by what you're seeing in college athletics? Yeah, absolutely. Not only as a commissioner, but just as a fan of college sports in general. I mean, I think all of us can see what uh, happened when the doors were open just two years ago, and the amounts for some of these NIL deals are just absolutely exploding. I mean, look what. Uh, you know the the Manning youngster just got from from Texas, and last year Bryce Young, and 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 you know the the, the things are just going to continue going through the roof unless something is done. So I thought it was great that some of the top you know football coaches went to Congress. Whether Congress can do something, I mean that's a that's a question, but at least they put it on the docket. Well, isn't it a little ironic though that one of the coaches is from Alabama, and his quarterback got a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that they can see, you know, what's happening out there because these these recruiting um, conversations have have got to be just absolutely incredible. They're certainly a lot different than they were just a few years ago, you know, or. Uh, players might have been asking about how much playing time they were going to get. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just it's 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 going through the roof. I mean, um, if if we don't put some sort of um, guardrails out there, um, you know, who knows what's going to happen? It's certainly not going to help the lower levels of Division One. And you know, I'm, I'm obviously a Division Two commissioner, where we just get kind of a trickle down NIL, but it's it's not going to help us either. And and one of the questions that Brian Kelly from LSU is asking Bob Hogue is, what about Title Nine, which of course affects women's athletics? Is it going to get to where if the men are getting this money, then a certain percentage then also has to go to women. So let me restate the question. If you could wave a magic wand and and come up with some sort of at least a framework that you think would work for NIL, what, what would it be? 
Well, I think that there need to be some sort of limitations, and I can just slightly uh, address the the issue there. There are women who are getting you know, huge NIL deals. Uh, for example, Caitlin Clark at, at Iowa is a perfect example in, in women's basketball. Um, you know, the, the gymnast from is at LSU that has the the huge uh, Instagram following and is you know has uh, you know great uh, NIL deal um but you know all these legal ramifications you know the, the the proof is in you know the document and it's one of the reasons why the NCAA now has hands off you know this you'll recall this all started because the NCAA was dragging its feet i remember being in um, you know, governance meetings with the NCAA, you know, several years ago and our attorney would come in and they really felt that they had a, you know, a legal uh, standing at that time that they were going to prevent something like this from happening. And as you know, you know, the Supreme Court and and uh, <laughs> certain senators just blew them out of the water until uh, the NCAA just said, OK, well, the door's open now. Yeah. And um and unfortunately when you just open the door like that anything can happen and it is. The challenge right now is you got on the other side you got some people out in California that are that are trying to get um you know either revenue sharing or athletes actually being paid. And um you know if if that happens um you know, it's it's terrible again for for all of those universities who don't have a cash cow out there. They don't have, you know, the 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 players that some of these schools like Alabama and LSU, et cetera, have. And so, um, man, oh man, it's it's going to be it's going to be a tremendous legal fight. And I agree with the college coaches that it needs to be done at the congressional level. Um, because it it just seems that the the NCAA lost that last battle, and they're just they're fearing for you know getting involved with it again. So let me ask you something, and this goes to the to the fan and to the spirit of collegiate athletics. A young man left here last year that's going to be uh, pitching for Florida in the finals of the World Series. Second baseman left here last year. Played uh, for South Carolina. I think hit four home runs in the regionals. I I watch a kid last night for LSU win a game in the eleventh inning by hitting a home run, and 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 then I read where he has a ten year NIL deal uh, that he got leaving North Carolina State to go to LSU. The two players that left Southern Miss, we believe, got NIL deals, and we believe had they been on this team, it would probably be Southern Miss playing uh, in the College World Series right now. Uh, are, are these kids no? Are these kids now professional athletes? You know, I um, I know that the NCAA keeps saying that they aren't, but it sure as heck sounds like that they are. When when they opened the doors here, they were only supposed to be allowed to have contracts for the length that they could actually play collegiate athletics, and and you just you know brought up a couple of these that where where they have much longer range deals. And so um, it's 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 frightening. You know, I know I know in our conference we had the national player of the year in, in in baseball and in basketball. That that school is 
really concerned that somebody's going to come along with an NIL deal and all of a sudden they're going to go up Division One. You talked about what happened uh, to the Eagles there at Southern Miss. That's going to continue to happen for all these colleges that get great athletes um, that, you know, they aren't from one of the, you know, SEC schools or the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or something like that. The haves are going to keep having, and the have-nots are really going to have not. But it also changes the dynamic, too, Bob, in that in that coaches, particular, well, all coaches are going to have to re-recruit their players, especially the good ones, every yep. year, knowing that there are poachers out there. Yeah, that that's so true. It's going to be about recruitment and retention, and right. it's going to be I, that. That's why I believe those. You you were wondering, you know, why Nick Saban was there. He's reeling. He's realizing he has to. He's going to have to work ten times as hard to hold on to people. You know, um, it, it, it's it's only natural that as long as these doors have been open, people are going to keep pouring through it to try to see how much money is out there and available for them. And so we've, we've got to get guardrails. What those guardrails look like, I don't know, um, because there are just so many legal ramifications, but it has to happen. Now, I know you were a Southern Cal guy, you know, growing up as, as a kid. Um, but when you look at the baseball landscape in particular, you know, so many of the regionals were given to teams in the southeastern part of the country. And I know that teams have to earn regionals. But, but when the game is when they're trying to grow the fan base countrywide, it's kind of tough when you're throwing most of the money, so to speak, at just one part of the country. Is that, is that a fair argument? I, th- I think it is. Um, you know, I mean, I watched that game last night. It was riveting. What a what a phenomenal game! And and I found myself. You know, I mean, I didn't have a dog in the hunt, but uh, I really did feel that that I, I wanted to see LSU get there, even despite the fact that now it's going to be an all SEC championship game. Um, you know, frankly, with the door open right now, th- these other you know conferences are just going to absolutely have to step up. You know, the community support from for universities in the South, and I would say also in the Midwest, it's different than it is in other parts of the country. I mean, you know, the boosters and, and those that uh, own businesses, they're willing to step up. I mean, they love their school, and they're, and they're showing it, uh, you know, with these money deals. Um, you know, there's a different culture in other parts of the country. Um, so, um, they, as long as there aren't guardrails, those other areas are going to have to step up, or we're going to see repeats of what's happening now, you know, again and again and again until something's put in place. We're talking to Bob Hoke, who is the commissioner of the Pac West Athletic Conference. He's in Irvine, California, and on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, we're going to continue our conversation uh, with Commissioner Hoke right after this break. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour right there in the shadow of the rock. It is a great place to have lunch, as we say every day, because it's true. Today's Catfish Day. It's over now. 
But uh, man, the best catfish plate you will ever eat for ten bucks, and that includes uh, that includes your drink and all. So, uh, Fourth Street Bar and Grill, we appreciate uh, all they do to support the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I want to remind you as well, you can hear our show in podcast form anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're visiting uh, with Bob Hoke, who is the commissioner of the Pac West Conference, and we're just kind of talking about the about the status of college athletics. And uh, you were telling us all fair that uh, how it affects, uh, how it's beginning to affect D, uh, Division II schools is that, uh, is that Division I schools are now looking for the best players in Division II to pull them to Division One, And then you can go all the way to the top where you read almost daily that SEC schools are poaching each other's players off of, off of their rosters. Uh, is there an end in sight to this, Mr. Hogue? Boy, uh, you know, unless unless uh, there's some sort of legislation that goes forward, it doesn't appear. You know, the the transfer portal is also wide open. Um, you know, and and some rules have even gotten more liberal in in that regard. There used to be, for example, that um, you know schools couldn't uh, do transferring. You know, interconference. Now many of them can. Here's a perfect example of you know the. The Division Two. I was just uh, at uh, Division Two meetings um, in North Carolina this week. We met together for a few days and and talked about all the different uh, issues that um, are involved in NCAA. But it came up in discussion there that um, at the regional and national championships for Division Two golf, there were Division One coaches that were there. I mean, the people had never seen this before. Also, I mean, here's Division One golf coaches at the regional and national championships. There's no reason for them to be there unless they're planning on poaching those top players. That's and you can imagine, I mean, some very good Division Two players are, you know, they're winning the national title or they're, they're up there in the top five or top ten or something like that. And um, so the whole recruiting game has changed. It's very open now, right? I mean, it's just. It, in fact, it's it's shockingly open, and it, in my estimation, you're going to get you're going to get some of these uh, coaches that are going to get extremely good at this. They're very aggressive, you know. It's, it's, I mean, as long as the door's open, they're just going to keep right. on going through it. Right. The, for a long time, if, if a kid transferred. Uh, from say a Division One to another Division One school, they had to sit out a year. Do you yeah. think if you could just re-implement that, that would slow this down? Well, and see that I think it's a legality issue because it's like I mean, I, this is I know because we've talked about this even in our own conference, and you know, and we haven't <laughs> knock on wood um, had somebody uh, come on and file suit against us, but. You know, for for example, uh, you know, uh, employees who want to go from one company to another, sometimes their, you know, no compete clause, you know, sometimes it'll hold up if it's written right, okay. But in some cases, it's not, and uh, you know, so I think that what what you have um, is that uh, conferences are are concerned about legal issues that'll come forward. And uh, so, you know, nobody wants to get 
sued and, you know, lose tons of money because, you know, some are working on a rather slight margin. It's a, it's a completely different game at the, at the highest levels. You know, SEC football is a perfect example, and you mentioned also, I mean, shoot, SEC basketball's become great, SEC baseball's become great, and uh, it, it's, it's way different from some of these other lower Division One conferences or, or the, even the trickle down to Division Two, You know, they're working on a real slight margin. And so, man, the challenges out there and the, and the crazy changes that have occurred in a very short time. You know, a, a, a perfect example of that, I, I saw a discussion just recently about um, how it, it, in – in past years, for example, the um, some of the lower Division Ones or even the mid-major Division Ones would be the cannon fodder to play, you know, one game against you know, Alabama or Texas or USC or whatever the case may be, and they get themselves a huge, um, you know, pot of money at the end of the day. But what was proven in COVID when there were there was there were not as many schools out that there that they were playing. What happened? You had schools that are used to winning were suddenly having a year or two where they where they finished below five hundred. They need to have those cannon fodder games on their schedule, right? Right. And so what was happening is the realization from those schools that were used to at least having a 500 or better record, not having those teams to schedule, now they're they have a losing football team that uh, that affects their gate receipts and all the other opportunities. So the reason why I'm telling you that story is because there's been some talk that somehow the the lower division ones or the mid majors. You know, might want to disassociate themselves right. from from the, the big division ones, right? But ultimately, that's that will end up hurting those those uh, mid majors and the lower division ones because some of them are just literally trying to hang on. Yes, there are some schools that are hurt by the fact that they can't play them, um, but. They're gonna they're gonna figure out what's best for them. Yeah, the the bottom line is money talks and and yeah, BS walks. Right, <laughs> right. That is, that is so true. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the things that just kind of bothers me about the whole thing. And look, I admit that I'm old school. Okay, and I and I need to get over it. But with the the current climate in sports, is it's not about the team anymore. You know, people say, well, there's no I in team, but there is an M E. And you get kids now when it's all about me and what am I going to get from an NIL deal or what am I going to get? It's completely counterintuitive to a team sport when it's yep. supposed to be about us and not about me. And I guess that's it's not a question, Bob. It's just an observation. And it just bums me out. It, it, it really does. I mean, every once in a while you hear the kid that says, you know, this, this used to be the, the case years ago. It was like, hey, all the question, are you, are you, are you jumping to the NBA or, uh, you know, putting your name out there for Major League Baseball or the NFL? And there'd be a big press conference and the kid's coming back. Oh, wow. Okay. And how often does that happen now? 
I mean, they're just they're they're jumping like crazy. I understand why some of the um, athletes will decide that they're going to stay before they're going to uh, go pro because some of them are actually making more money at Isn't NIL than they crazy? make uh, yeah. that they would have at, at the professional level. And you know, those numbers are going to keep going up. You know, you know unless so those guardrails are put out there. It's really become true. The old saying we used to joke about is that a good SEC linebacker will take a pay cut as a rookie in the NFL. <laughs> maybe that's true now, right? That is true. <laughs> and as he said, it's that, all- that is true. But you know, the, the other interesting thing, you know, we we all see these these multi million dollar deals, but I mean, there's a there's a lot of guys that are, um, you know, they're they're not the name players, right? And I mean, they're getting you know, uh, <laughs> they're getting free steak dinners, you know, at the local steakhouse, right? And that that's all they're getting, right? Right. Um, and uh, it, it, it's it's got to be tough when you know you got guys on your team that are making a half a million dollars, and all you're getting is free steaks. I'm, I'm sure you're happy to get free steaks, but still, the the difference is just tremendous. No question. And, Bob, you you told uh, Bob about uh, Tanner Hall's decision to stay at Southern Miss. And, Bob, you were almost dumbfounded that, that the integrity that Tanner Hall showed in staying rather than maybe taking an NIL deal and going to a, a bigger school. Well, I, I, just, I just think it's a credit to his family and him um, and the integrity that he showed to do that. And, uh, thankfully, there are young men and young women that – have that integrity and really care about their university. You know, I mean, you, you, you guys and me, we're, we're, we're old school. It's like I never even thought about the idea that I would go somewhere else. I mean, I didn't get a chance to play much, you know, when I when I went to school many, many years ago. But just the experience of, of being there, what a great school it was, um, you know, I wouldn't change that for, you know, all the money in China. So, um, you know, I think it's great when we hear these stories where people decided to stay. I certainly hope that there's more and more of them. And I certainly hope that there's a, there's a light at the end of this tunnel that isn't an oncoming train. Mr. Hulk, always good to talk to you. We're always appreciative of you taking the time to speak with us, and we thank you for today. You bet. Great time as always. Enjoy the rest of your week. All right. Bob Hogue, everybody, is the commissioner of the PAC West Conference in Irvine, California. All right. We're going to wrap up this week of the Eagle Hour next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, we want to thank uh, Mr. Bob Hogue, who is the commissioner again of the PacWest Conference, uh, for joining us. Got a got a message here, Kelly, from one of our really loyal listeners that says, good interview today, but truth is the NCAA can't wipe out the BS without the chancellors, presidents, and athletic directors from colleges and universities and I think that's particularly true with the presidents of the universities. And there has, that's always been, a, even at the high school levels, 
there's always been kind of a disconnect, in my opinion, between the academic side of institutions and athletic sides. And there's always been this, uh, this notion that you shouldn't rock the boat. You know, just, just right. go along. Mm, it, right. it just causes too much problems if, because change is going to cause controversy, right? Right, right? And they don't ever want to do that. But sometimes you got to, you know, you got to take one for the right. team, so to speak. And listen, we love hearing from you guys out there. And uh, this particular gentleman, uh, he wants to remain anonymous. But I did, he introduced himself to me in Auburn, and I was really glad to meet him. He, he's a regular listener and uh, communicates with me frequently, and we're grateful for that. All right, now, here's an interesting comparison in our last segment. Everybody remembers Donnie Tindall. And uh, remembers when USM basketball got put on really a severe probation, and his punishment was unprecedented. Ten years, right? Ten years of no show calls means he can't coach basketball for ten years in Division One basketball. Now, ironically, LSU basketball has just been put on probation, and I'm going to let Kelly read the violations and the punishment, and then Kelly, you compare that to what they did to Southern Miss and Donnie Tindall. All right, Will Wade, who is no longer the basketball coach at LSU, he is employed at McNeese State, but Will Wade, uh, in a report that was released this morning, was found guilty of falsifying athletes' records while he was, uh, it was, you know, he was the head coach and records were found to be falsified on his watch. Also, on his watch, they were found guilty of playing, of paying an LSU basketball player's ex-fiancé who reportedly was going to tell the NCAA what was going on. So they reportedly paid this young woman hush money, as it turns out, uh, to keep her mouth shut uh, and not report these violations. So the report came out that they were indeed guilty, uh, Will Wade's tenure, of these violations. So... Pretty severe, right? Right. Falsifying records? Right. Um, yeah, that pretty, pretty bad. So, Will Wade, you'd think big trouble. Mm-hmm. Ten-game suspension. As opposed to ten-year suspension for Donnie Tindall. Am I right? That's correct. Now, the NCAA also has put the LSU basketball program on three years probation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and actually, the football team was, was found of some wrongdoing as well. They're, now, LSU had already self-imposed some, some penalties. I love that. They, they <laughs> self-imposed. Them. Yes. So uh, three years probation for LSU, three years probation for LSU basketball and football. But part of you know, what, what stinks about this too, Bob, is that Will Wade isn't at LSU anymore. Right. So it's going to be the McNeese athletic community that pays the price because their coach is going to have to serve this 10-game suspension, and their coach, because of these penalties, will not be able to participate in any off-campus recruiting You know, during that... <laughs> at McNeese State. At McNeese, right, when, right. when the Cowboys uh, did nothing wrong. As, uh, as the old uh, Nevada Las Vegas coach said, one of these days, the NCAA is going to be so pissed off at North Carolina, they're going to put Central Michigan on probation. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just doesn't seem... If, so, so it's the McNeese kids that are going to suffer here. Why shouldn't it be 
course, you could also argue the the, the LSU kids didn't do this. They didn't do anything wrong either. Oh, no, you know, the coach. It's, it yeah, the it's coach. not. It's not. And, and the coach happens to be at McNeese. So you would think that they could change, rewrite the rules somehow to where the athletes themselves wouldn't have yeah. to pay the sins of the coach. Pay you, for the sins. Have of the you coach. ever lived in a in a time where you see more double standards of justice in in a lot of areas of our society? There's very little. You, you think that that there'd be some segments of our population where there's never politics involved, but it just seems there's like not. there isn't. There's politics no, seemingly there's every, even in churches, right? You'll talk to preachers who moved to a different church. They'll say, well, I don't want to go into it, but it was, there was just a lot of politics involved. I'm going right. in church, right? you know, but it, where there's humans involved, I guess that's going to happen. All right, next week, Tuesday, uh, Christian Ostrander will be officially named as the new head baseball coach. We plan to broadcast the show from that event that day, and uh, we think we'll have some uh, great live comments and, uh, and some good interviews for you. We're going to talk about football ticket sales Monday. We've got the head of the uh, Southern Miss Ticket Office coming on the show to talk to us about the best ways for you to buy tickets. And, uh, and Kelly, I think we've got to kind of shift gears now, and we've moved away from a magical baseball year, and it's uh, time for some summer fun on the show and uh the countdown to football is underway well you heard it here today bob according to the long lost brother of will hall phil hall the eagles are going undefeated and will not allow a touchdown yeah we're gonna try to get coach's opinion of that coming up that's that made the juan cordona prediction just seem <laughs> pale didn't it for sure not a touchdown in 12 games that's pretty good <laughs> That's Phil Hall that made that prediction. That's correct. Let's clarify That's that. That's right. Not Will Hall. That's right. All right. Until next time, Southern Miss. To the top. Keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.